Happy Monday, y'all. It's September 6th of 2021, and this is the Daily Podcast Practice Show. I'm your host, the practicing podcaster, O'Tour, Rich Grimshaw. Today is the Labor Day holiday in the United States of America. For me, and for lots of other people, it's the end of the summer. And when I was a kid, a long time ago, it was the beginning of school. Classes did not start until after Labor Day. They just didn't. But that was a long time ago. Heck, we didn't have automobiles then, or telephones, or even penicillin, you know. It's a long time ago. These days, you're in school, you get out first part of June, maybe, and then you're back in the first or second week of August, so you get eight weeks of summer, and that's it. And there's a push being made for having school all year round. I get that. You know, I think it could be a good thing if it was done right. Sure, I'm, I reminisce about long periods of time off, the summer off, when you could go for weeks at a time and visit a relative or be at Boy Scout camp, just be away. But I know that having that whole summer off is kind of a, it's a holdover from the agrarian economy when people needed to be in the field during the summer because that's when farming happened. You had planted crops, but now they needed to be tended and they needed to be harvested. And you needed all the able-bodied persons out in the field. And if they were in school learning their reading, writing, and arithmetic, they couldn't be out getting the corn and the hay in. Okay, so that time is gone. And so maybe it's maybe it's time to go to year-round school. I could, I could see that. I think uh, the biggest impediment is inertia. People just are not used to it, so, you know, they don't want to do it. Yeah, I get it. For me, it doesn't really make that much uh, difference. will not affect my life at all, I don't think, so we'll see what happens. And so because of that, I have chosen as today's word agrarian, spelled A-G-R-A-R-I-A-N. Agrarian is an adjective that means of, relating to, or characteristic of farmers or their way of life. There are other meanings, okay, but this is the one I'm focusing on. Here is the word used in a sentence. Pre-industrial America was more rural and agrarian, and people worked during daylight hours, pausing mid-morning and later in the afternoon. So agrarian is a good word to have in your back pocket. I mean, that's where you keep your vocabulary. It's, uh, it's a symbol. It's symbolic of the time not that long ago, 100 years ago, well, maybe 150 years ago, when the the rhythm of life was really dictated by the needs of farming. It affected everything that we did. And so if you want to talk about those times in the past, using the word agrarian will help you out. So try using that word agrarian in uh, in your next book report. All right, let's move to a birthday born on this day in 1888. Those were the agrarian times, I would remind you. Joseph P. Kennedy, the patriarch of the Kennedy family and father of three important political leaders in the United States of America, President John Fitzgerald Kennedy, U.S. Representative Ted Kennedy, and Senator Robert Kennedy, which were just three of his nine children. Joseph P. graduated from Harvard with a bachelor's degree in economics and went into investing and trading, and in his mid to late 20s, he made a fortune. He made a boatload of money as a stock market and commodity 
investor, and then he reinvested his earnings in real estate and lots of businesses and industries and was a tycoon. But you know what? His stock trading, now this took place during a period of time when this wasn't a regulated industry so much. And frankly, his trading was not, well, entirely ethical. <laughs> but he did it anyway, and there you go. He was off to a wealthy life. But, you know, I don't know that he was a happy man. He was married to Rose Kennedy, and like I said, they had nine children. But he also had relationships with many other women, and I don't know what kind of relationships he had with his kids. He died of complications from a stroke. And he suffered from complications from the stroke for, for a long time. So today we wish happy birthday to Joseph P. Kennedy. Let's go to a news item from gcaptain.com, which I'm sure you remember is all about shipping and things nautical. From yesterday, they report, and this is kind of dry, but I'm just going to read you what they say and then we'll go into it. They reported that the number of container ships waiting off the Georgia Containers Port of Savannah increased to 23 on Tuesday. That's 11 more than the median number over the past five months. Savannah's congestion rate is currently the highest in the United States at 82%. That's ahead of Seattle at 65% and Los Angeles at 54%. This container surge is expected to last through 2022, according to the Georgia Ports Authority chief. I don't know who that is. In March, the Georgia Ports Authority board voted to expand container capacity by 20%, which is a $205 million project. At the time of analysis, just five containers were berthed in the port compared to the 23 ships waiting. As one of the largest container ports in the United States of Merca, Savannah is generally the second or the third stop on the East Coast for container ships arriving from Asia or Europe. Many of the ships go to the port of New York or New Jersey first, and then they come down south to Savannah. And that's just to say that the port in Savannah is really important. It's a huge economic driver for the state of Georgia. It's probably... In my opinion, the second biggest driver, the first being the Atlanta airport, and it's growing in importance. This new project uh, that they have down there to expand capacity by 20%, I saw a presentation on that by mm, probably a year ago. Pretty complicated, uh, or maybe I should just say complex, but good business, and I'm glad that they're going ahead with it. It'll mean economic boom and prosperity for much of Georgia, especially in that southeastern corner of the state. The executive director of the Georgia Ports Authority is Griff Lynch, and he said that, and he said this way back in July, way, way back in July, well, a couple of months ago, he said that the robust demand for imported goods will likely be sustained into 2022 as companies scramble to rebuild stockpiles during an uneven rebound from the pandemic. The United States of America is just importing all kinds of stuff because consumers are spending money and much of the stuff we buy comes from overseas and they all have to come into the country through these ports and the ports are tied up. They, they just can't unload these ships fast enough. And there's an international shortage of containers also. So it's a big deal. 
one of the things that I saw in following this thread is that Savannah is one of the largest ports in the country. I think it's the fourth largest. Is that what they said? I think so. But however you cut it, it's a big deal. And uh, I've always looked at Georgia as having the main economic driver as the airport in Atlanta, the Atlanta Air- Airport. And now there's clearly a second one, and that is the, the port, the container port in Savannah. So you put that together with tourism and other native industries. Yeah. So Georgia is still a really fine place to live. I think I'll stick around here. Hey, that's it for today. We're going to wrap it up. We're going to put a bow on it. We're going to stick a fork in it because we are done. I'm Rich Grimshaw, and you are invited to join me again tomorrow. Thanks for listening.